this is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 32. Today we hear about cobra snakes and a lot more. Hello everybody and welcome again to the Visit the Zoo podcast. My name is Frederick Fishman, and I am your host today for the Visit the Zoo podcast. I'm also the author of the 120 Animal 12 book Visit the Zoo series of books in ebook, in print, audiobook, DVD, and this podcast, of course. And I just wanted to welcome all of you and hope you enjoy this podcast, which will be full. I can tell you that there's a lot to go over. The first thing I want to mention is that we have three websites that we run and the first one is of course tied directly to the podcast and it's the visit the zoo podcast site and that is at zoo animals that's plural zoo animals now the information i want to give you about that is the website has just been updated it really has been revamped completely from top to bottom all the pictures and images and text All the links, everything has been changed and simplified to make it easy to read, also easy to access and understand as well. So why don't you check that out? It's got everything in regards to this podcast and, of course, visit the zoo as well. That's zooanimals.info, zooanimals.info. And I have my main author website, which is at frederickfishman.com. And last name is spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N, frederickfishman.com. And if you want to help and support everything that we do here at Visit the Zoo, you can go to our Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash visit the zoo. Okay, let's get started. Normally we have three zoo news stories, but I'm only going to read one because it has to do about something that I know a little bit about. And this article is from the Arizona Daily Star here in Tucson. It's dated a day or two ago, so it's fairly recent. And the name of the story, and I'm going to read just this one story, like I said, but I'm going to read the entire article. Uh, This is Grand Canyon squirrel selfies could be dangerous, rangers warn. And I think I agree with that totally. I remember one of the first trips that we took to the Grand Canyon in research of my book that I wrote, The Complete Grand Canyon Guide to the North and South Rims, which include everything that you would ever want to know about the Grand Canyon, the animals, the plants, where to stay, where to eat, where to hike. One of the very first trips I took there to take photos and do some research, one of the tram drivers, I was standing next to him, and he said to me, that's out of the blue, he said, you know one of the most dangerous animals here at the Grand Canyon? I said, well... What, like the bobcat or or maybe the mountain lion or the 500-pound elk? He said, no, the ground squirrels. He said, you want to stay away from them because the bite is very dangerous. This story really backs this up. It says, Grand Canyon National Park officials want you to know how dangerous it could be to send that Snapchat of you and your new four-legged friend, the ground squirrel they have there. That's right. Not even the seven natural wonders of the world are safe from the spread of a selfie culture. Sure, the animals are cute, and sure, you're new to Facebook grandma and that guy from high school you're still friends with, 
might like to see that on your newsfeed, but turning your back on a wild animal to snap a selfie isn't worth the risk, officials say. Getting too close to the wildlife leaves visitors vulnerable to attack, park spokesman Kirby Lynn Sheldowski said. Squirrel bites are common, but visitors hoping that photo from their Grand Canyon trip will earn attention should keep distance from all wildlife in the park. The rock squirrel native to Mexico and the Southwest, is the most dangerous animal for most park visitors to the Grand Canyon, and in part, but don't let their looks fool you. They're known to bite people for nothing more than pointing at them, according to the park. They also hang out outside of gift shops and snack bars, and it's not just the squirrels. Recently, a visitor had a brush with an elk that left both injured. In this instance, there was an elk approaching a human for a tasty snack, and it did result in the injury to the human. The individual is still recovering. Filling your phone's camera roll with wild animal selfies is dangerous, and feeding them is usually a bad idea, too. It's tempting when the squirrel sits up and begs with those eyes, sometimes right in front of the sign that warns you about such a thing, but it's best to resist. If approached by wildlife, especially animals that seem aggressive, visitors should report it to the nearest park employee, Sheldowski said, or call 911 if the encounter begins to turn dangerous. What's really important for people to know is that they should not approach wildlife when wildlife approaches them. They need to report it. Animals become habituated to people, and then they become habituated looking for food and water. The park has a list of tips for photographing animals, and that's at pound find your distance and pound safe selfie. Finally, and this is going to be tough part for a lot of people, if you can take a selfie with the animal, you are too close. We come to the part of the podcast where we try and guess the animal sounds. And I've got three for you here. Uh, One is a repeat, but it is a different group of animals and the sound is a little different. So I'm going to play it anyhow. Let's start with with the first animal sound. Let me do that again. How's that for annoying? Okay, here's the second mystery animal sound for this episode. And again for you. And finally, the third mystery animal sound. And those are our three mystery animal sounds for this episode. Later on the episode, we will have the answers of what those animals were and a little bit about them. A few weeks ago in our animal description segment, I read some short descriptions of the world's some of the world's deadliest snakes and i said that we have a long list what i've done today is i've put together a list of all of the cobras 
that are very deadly. And there's a handful of them here. So let me just start. And they come from different parts of the world, too. So let's just start with the... This is going to be a live read, by the way, where I'm not going to record this and play this and drop it in. The first one is the Chinese cobra. One Chinese cobra is deadly enough, but what about two snakes in one? The Chinese cobra made the news in 2015 when a two-headed member of this venomous species was born to a Chinese snake breeder in Yulin, China. An earlier two-headed Chinese cobra was born in 2009. This venomous snake is found, you guessed it, mostly on mainland China and on Taiwan. And the second cobra is the black-necked spitting cobra. These deadly predators are native to sub-Saharan Africa and can grow up to two and a half meters long. From the name, you can guess their secret weapon. Black-necked spitting cobras can spit their venom at targets up to 23 feet away with pinpoint accuracy. The venom is harmless if it strikes the skin, but these cobras aim for the bullseye upon contact with the sensitive tissues of the human eye. The neurotoxic venom can cause agony and permanent blindness. Again, that's the black-necked spitting cobra in sub-Saharan Africa. Another cobra is called the monocled cobra, and when you are in the wetlands or swamps, do you ever feel like something's watching you? Well, if you're in South or Southeast Asia, it might be the monocle cobra, this water-loving cobra who will branch out to grasslands, forests, and rice paddies boasts a striking eye-shaped pattern on its hood. It can also be responsible for the most fatalities in Thailand, and its venom can kill within one hour. Here's another cobra. This is the Egyptian cobra. The ancient Egyptians feared and revered the Egyptian cobra, and it figured prominently in their mythology and their religious traditions. A gold version was even featured on King Tutankhamun's famous burial mask. Modern Egyptians have a healthy respect still for the largest cobra species in Africa. It has a distinctive coloring, a teardrop mark near the eye, and large fangs that can inject a supersized dose of venom into its victims. Another cobra is the Philippine cobra. Many people worry about getting bitten by a poisonous snake, but even getting close to some species is a deadly mistake. The Philippine cobra can spit its highly toxic venom up to 3 meters or 10 feet away. This snake lurks alongside ponds, waterways, forest fields, and farms in the Philippines. And finally, here is the Indian cobra. This may be the most widely known species of cobra, but the real version is far from more dangerous than animated Disney movies would lead you to believe. The Indian cobra is found throughout the Indian subcontinent. Its venom can lead to paralysis and even trigger a heart attack as soon as 15 minutes after the bite. This deadly snake plays a vital part in local myths, legends, and the Hindu religion, and it is a protected species. All right, now we come to back or back to the animal sounds and let me play those again and tell you a little bit about these animals. Is that annoying or what? These are mosquitoes. If you didn't guess, and I'm sure you've had one buzzing around your ear in the middle of the night. These are tiny insects with tube-like structures on their mouth parts 
to suck blood. The word mosquito, by the way, is Spanish for little fly. The saliva, this is something I didn't know. This is interesting. The saliva of the mosquito causes skin irritation, that redness that you see, after the bite. But much more serious than that, mosquitoes can spread malaria, yellow fever, West Nile virus, dengue fever, Zika virus, and others. That is why vector control around the world tries to kill the larvae before they turn into full-blown mosquitoes. Their earliest indication of their existence was found in amber almost 260 million years ago. All right, this is our next mystery animal. Let me play this sound for you. Now, we've had this animal before, and we've featured it, but I ran across a different sound, so I thought I would play you the sounds of several lemurs squawking. These are primates whose habitat is Madagascar, off the eastern coast of Africa. They're known for their bulging eyes and their long, bushy, striped tails. And until humans arrived in Madagascar 2,000 years ago, species of lemurs as big as male gorillas that's 300 to 430 pounds, existed there. Now they range more from 1.1 ounces to 20 pounds for the Indri lemur. They're social, they use scent and vocalization to communicate, and they eat mostly fruits and nuts. They are on the decline, again, because of shrinking habitat. Up to 90% of all lemur species face extinction within the next 20 or 25 years. Here is our third animal sound. And that is the meadowlark. And I know this bird well because I grew up in the Midwest and heard it all the time. This is a medium-sized bird, about 8.5 inches in length, and it nests on the ground that it covers with grass to camouflage its nest, and is found in western and central North America. It feeds mostly on insects, but it also eats seeds and berries. They have distinctive flute-like calls. It has a yellow underbelly, and its wings and body are brown with black stripes. They are the state bird of Montana, Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oregon, and Wyoming. And those are our three mystery animal sounds for today. And this is where we usually read a poem or some quote. And I have several quotes for you today, just as a little break. And one of them, or two of them, that I'm going to give you are written by Anthony Douglas Williams, who was born in 1953. He's a Canadian spiritualist, an animal rights activist, an animal lover as well. When humans act with cruelty, we characterize them as animals. Yet, the only animal that displays cruelty is humanity. He's got another quote here that I've, uh, I've found. Let me read this one. Animals should not require our permission to live on earth. Animals were given the right to be here long before we arrived. That's Anthony Douglas Williams. Finally, here's one from very famous and well-known author, Dean Koontz, who is an avid dog lover. He's an author of suspense thrillers. He's 72 years old, and he has sold over 450 million copies of his books. 
petting, scratching, and cuddling a dog could be as soothing to the mind and heart as deep meditation and almost as good for the soul as prayer. Well, I cannot believe that we are finished with this episode number 32 of the Visit the Zoo podcast. We've covered a lot of ground today, and I want to thank you very much for joining me, and I hope that you will subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review, especially on iTunes, but of course we are on 10 plus other directories, podcast directories as well. And remember to check out the updated Zoo Animals plural zooanimals.info website which is our main podcast website it's completely different from what it looked like before i've changed everything again zooanimals.info you can also check out my author site at frederick fishman spelled f-i-c-h-m-a-n.com and if you want to help us with our continuing costs and growing costs for visit the zoo we hope that you will consider becoming a patreon of visit the zoo and you can do that by going to www.patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. Patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. Well, thank you very much again for joining me. And I know we're going to have a lot of fun again next week and we'll be doing a lot and telling you about a lot of great animals. So please join us again next week for Visit the Zoo. Take care. Have a great week ahead. Bye-bye.